0: that's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. Dw group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18
0: plus. Spend some time in the country. Live from Ontario and heard around the world. Welcome to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time. Get told. spend some time in the country now it's time we start the show.
1: My pleasure now to welcome to the show from Oxbridge, Ontario. It's country artist Ben Hudson, and I have a couple of songs from his self-titled EP to play on the show. and uh, we have uh, we'll talk about his influences and songwriting and much more. Welcome to the show, Ben yeah thank you very much for having me on i'm uh, excited great to have you here and i had a chance i've heard your music uh before but a couple of weeks ago you were performing at adelaide hall as part of indie week it was a country music night with some other great talent that shared the stage and you were there and you were awesome and that's the first time i heard you live and i really enjoyed it
2: yeah uh, we were very glad to play that one uh some of our
1: friends were playing there who are
2: extremely talented some of the, the best indie songwriters uh Danny Strong and Kansas Stone were out right there. Um, I love every time I can watch them play, but yeah, we're we're very excited to be there.
1: And you got such a traditional sound. Your your original stuff plus the songs you choose to cover. People who are fans of country music, the kind that's unmistakable, will really enjoy your sound.
2: Yeah, it's uh it's partly uh what I'm stuck with is my my vocal range isn't quite meant for all those Luke Bryan and uh, Sam Hunt songs that that get the people <laughs> dancing. But I do love the old school stuff. That's what my dad listened to, so that's what I'm. I grew up listening to, and I just love the the songwriting and traditional sound. So. Oh,
1: well, you do a great job with it, and, I, and uh, four of the influences that are listed at your website are people that I guess you grew up listening to are four that I did, Hank Williams through my dad, because he was a huge Hank Williams fan, uh, played them all the time as I grew up, so that's in, uh, burned in my mind, his music, but George Jones, yeah. Randy Travis, Kenny Rogers, Kenny Rogers was my guy as far as a music person that I discovered on my own when I was younger, and, uh, but George Jones as well, Randy Travis, I mean, those are all great uh, country artists and storytellers.
2: Yeah, incredible songwriters, and just I don't know
1: what it is about their
2: voices it's just something that's just so timeless. It's a classic.
1: Yeah, their music is still going strong today. I know that uh you had inspirations from very close to home. In fact, your parents were both musical.
2: Yeah, my mom played a bit of guitar, my dad played drums. Um I don't know, they didn't I don't think they took any formal lessons ever, but I was thrown into everything at Started piano at the age of three Um, My sister actually started guitar before me And then uh, she kind of lost interest And I picked it up But she actually started playing the drums So we had a little family band going for a while
1: Nice Very cool And that's when it's ingrained that early in you At three piano And just being surrounded by music I think I mean I guess it becomes second nature to a certain degree Because it's really what you know
2: yeah, a little bit. You know, just the the sounds and the I don't know. Just it brings it brings people together. Like my best, some of my best memories of my uh, I had a big family. There was five kids and and my parents. So some of the best memories were around playing instruments and listening to songs we loved. And yeah, it definitely it gets ingrained, and you just have that uh, I don't know passion even stronger. I guess it mm-hmm. grows for music.
1: And have you had a chance to, uh, because some other artists mentioned this, to win fans over to country music? So, Ben, somebody who uh, might not, they might not have thought they were a fan of country music because they just didn't listen to it, but they went to one of your shows or a friend brought them and they ended up going, man, I really like this stuff.
2: I've had that happen many times. I don't know how to take it sometimes. A lot of people say, I'm not a fan of country music, but I really enjoy either your voice or just the songs or whatever it was, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. We try to bring a very fun energy and I don't, I don't think you have to be a fan of country music. Um, country music is so vast by the way. Like you obviously have, that's the the, thing. The, yeah, you have the Florida, Georgia line, and then you have, uh, like Dallas Smith is almost, you know, he's got those rock roots and then you have the very traditional
1: stuff. And then you get
2: Chris Stapleton and then Chris
1: Stapleton's bluegrass, band is like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you're right when somebody says they're a country fan i mean it's so vast that maybe they're more of a florida georgia line fan or maybe they're a chris stapleton fan so you could like some of it maybe not liking all of it but you're right it's just so vast that when someone says they don't care for country music I, when you said there you weren't sure how to take it uh, sometimes i think of it in terms of the person really didn't listen really closely to country music they had a stereotype in mind but then they actually went out yeah. in this case yours and they go this is pretty good so the only reason is because they finally actually listened to it, and, and now they're probably going to like other stuff too, other country music.
2: Yeah, I really think that's the case. You know, like you could listen to a different genre too, and just hear one one guy, like a rapper or whatever, and decide you don't like all rap, and then you'll hear something totally different, and you'll be exactly. all over it. So, yeah, that's probably the case. They probably have a friend who showed them Florida Georgia Line, or they hear it on the radio, and then they hear the more traditional stuff, and it's something they can get behind.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly and uh you grew up with real traditional roots as far as growing up on your dad's farm in uxbridge what what kind of lessons do you learn on a farm growing up i know hard work i'm sure is one of them
2: <laughs> oh i've my dad is the hardest worker i've seen i've uh i work with a lot of union guys now but uh even compared to them like he he literally just put his blood sweat and tears into farming and uh it's a tough life and you just see you appreciate mostly just things that you don't need to buy, right? Like family time and nature and really mm-hmm. like to me, they're the important things. Like I don't, I'm not a fancy car guy. I'm not a, I don't know, fancy anything guy really just, just growing up as a kid, you just, uh, yeah, I started working and driving the tractor when I was 10 pretty much. We had to put a 45 pound <laughs> weight plate. So, uh, I could actually drive the tractor or else it would shut off automatically because I was too late.
1: That is interesting. Wow. Yeah. A lot of lessons <laughs> on the farm. And I guess, as you said, it probably influenced your look at life by the way you look at life with, uh, wanting simple things and not really getting caught up in, you know, all those trappings that a lot of people do. Yeah,
2: for sure. For sure. You see people stress out about the silliest things. I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a very laid back person, I think in general, but, uh, some people get worked up about stuff and stressed out, and it's uh, it's not good for your health. Just lay
1: back and this is it. live the slow country life. That's the way to do it. Enjoy absolutely. Uh, let's turn to a song from your self-titled EP, and this is one. Actually, both songs you performed at Adelaide Hall when I was there, so I got to hear them live. Uh, Johnny and June with you, which you sing with your fiance Brooke Avril. She was there that night and was singing harmony with you on all the songs, but on this one, she has a bigger part. Uh, tell me about Johnny and June, this song. Um,
2: well, when did I start writing that? Maybe it might have been after watching Walk the Line. Uh, just me and Brooke kind of met in a similar way. But, uh, that Johnny and uh, June Carter met. Um through music, but uh it took us some time to get it together and and uh I don't know, come together I guess. Sure.
1: All the <laughs> best love stories sometimes song. do, right?
2: Take time. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotta takes a while for the for the dumb guy, myself in this case, to realize <laughs> what he's got in front of him. <laughs>
1: That's a yeah. That's a familiar uh, theme in uh, in love stories, from fiction to uh, to real life. Johnny and June, of course, they symbolize that kind of love and that uh, undying love, endless love, and you know the great partnership in music. And what do you want people to think of when they listen to Johnny and June? Um, just really the happiness you can find
2: in one person. You just once you get it together, and you really just You know, whatever it is that was holding you back before, just let it go and put yourself completely into that. Like, you look at their story, and it's pretty much the real-life notebook. Um, Right. I don't know. I just – I think me and, like, we're so – we just make it happen, and it's so easy between us. And I think you just – once you find that person, you really got to let go of whatever is holding you back and put yourself completely into that person's trust and
1: everything. That's awesome. Let's hear the song now. It's a great one. This is Johnny and June from my guest, Ben Hudson, here on In the Country.
0: Baby, when I could be Johnny and June, Cash and Carter, kissing beneath the full moon. Boy, when I met you, you had some issues I just had to be sure before I kissed you Baby, you and I could be Johnny and June Cash and Carter, kissing beneath the full moon So then you're guitar boy and play me a tune it nice and low just like you do Ooh, we're Johnny and June Ooh, we're Cash and Carter Hot as hell. Oh and together we will make sweet harmony Girl you make me scream and shout oh, you make me scream. Baby you and I could be Johnny and June Cash and Carter Kissing beneath the full moon When so then you've got the time with baby or two Staying nice and low Just like you do Ooh we're Johnny and June Ooh we're Cash and Carter what you heard they're saying you're no good for me and it'll never work well girl i gotta tell you boy i got something to say i need you more than you need me and that'll never change baby you and i could be johnny and june cash and carter kissing beneath the phone Carter, baby, you and I could be Johnny and June, Cash and Carter, kissing beneath the full moon. And that is
1: Johnny and June, sung by my guest Ben Hudson. He's joined on the song uh, by his fiance, Brooke Averill. That is Johnny and June. Again, it's available on his self titled EP at iTunes. And Ben, let's talk about uh, songwriting. When did you first start writing your own songs? Uh,
2: probably around 12, 13, maybe. When, probably, yeah. Whenever I started having those uh, thoughts that there's more to life than just. Um, TV and hockey and all that. Uh, they were pretty bad, though. I would definitely I'd have it down to, uh, I, I probably started I remember driving the tractor, I would have this little recorder with me. If I got, like, a, a chorus or a melody or something, I would sing it into it. And then uh, there was no way to categorize it, though, because it was obviously just all analog tapes back then. And then uh, now I have my phone, like on my iPhone, I probably have, Three, four hundred ideas too, and I'll try to go back wow. once a week or so and delete anything that doesn't automatically sound good to me when I replay it. I'll just delete mm-hmm. it because I have too many ideas and they just—I'll just—I know I'll never finish them. So, Started writing good songs was, like in my opinion, was probably four or five years ago.
1: Right, and there does come that point, and I think sometimes you can pinpoint it to one song. Uh, that you wrote, that all of a sudden you feel that you're on the right track, and now you're writing commercial stuff that can start to compete. Is that? Do you have a moment like that where you realized you were now on a new frontier?
2: It was probably for me. It was probably wear and tear. That was the first song I wrote for the entire country uh, genre, pretty much. Like I wrote a lot of it early, early on, but I finished it maybe four, four years ago. And then I tried to record it myself, and I wasn't happy with it. So then I kind of—I don't know—it took me a while to actually get to the the stage where I was ready to put out a commercial recording of anything. So um, it's been a, definitely a long road, but I, I try to be
1: self-reflective and
2: admit when something's not not
1: great. And that's that—that can be tough for an artist because you write something and. Sometimes you think it's done and it's finished because you're proud of it, obviously. But you got to be able to step back, as you do, and sort of uh, objectively decide if the idea is good or not, or if the song is good or not. I try to uh, really rely on my friends.
2: I w- will be honest with me and and who know music well is, uh, to give me second opinions. But I I'm the kind of the first line of defense, and if I don't like it, it's gone. <laughs>
1: What was it like putting together uh, your self-titled EP, which is, again, it's available at iTunes. What did that feel like when it was all done and ready for the public? Uh, It was a little tough. There was a lot of songs to
2: choose from. Um, we We recorded, fully recorded some that didn't make it and I don't think they'd even ever go on another release. I don't know. You just, sometimes you just go down the wrong path and still finish songs that squeak through and then they don't sound that great but uh i don't know it was, it was a great process for me we went i kind of used uh my good friend bodan in uxbridge to record it in his home studio and he's incredible to work with and uh, he's like he's very knowledgeable in music too so he helped me pick and choose nice. and uh it was a very very like non uh i don't know non-stressful recording situation we had
1: yeah, you need that, right? If you're going into the studio, you need to have a producer who not only is going to uh, have ideas on how it should sound or what, what you can add to a track, but you need to feel relaxed and comfortable uh, around them to, uh, I'm sure, to bring out your best performance. That
2: is huge for me, yeah. I'm, I'm sure, as you know, and many people know, like when you're nervous or uncomfortable, like it's just a weird situation. Mm-hmm. Your voice will do all kinds of crazy things. You'll <laughs> oh, I don't know like, Yeah, it'll just not be yourself and I want it to be the sure. most authentic sound of uh, what I love to play now uh, captured on that what are album some of your
1: favorite, what are some of your favorite cover songs to do when you do shows like at Adelaide Hall and I heard you do covers at night and your other shows or what are your current favorites that you uh, put on your show
2: I love to do, like, singer-songwriter stuff. Like, Jamie Johnson, In Color, is probably my favorite song to do. But, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, a lot of those, like, even Adelaide Hall, we might have got away with it. But we play a lot of shows at the Corral and uh, starting to play at Big Texas and Niagara,
1: and you just can't play
2: those songs. <laughs> they're, they're just too slow. Right. So. Uh, that's really
1: my, I think,
2: where my love for country music is, is in those singer-songwriter songs.
1: I love the singer-songwriter stuff and the slower songs. As you said, it depends on the venue and the occasion, but I like going to a place that's you know a little quieter and you're maybe acoustic and you're just hearing the vocals on the uh, guitar, and that's a great way to hear songs. Yeah. Yeah, most of my favorite musicians,
2: too, are like country musicians, are the singer-songwriter types. Like uh, Casey Musgraves is one of the best writers that I think is out there. Mm-hmm. James
1: Johnson, obviously, is great. Two, two great examples. And do you have, we talked about some of the uh, people that you grew up listening to uh, around your place, but uh, Hank Williams, George Jones, Randy Travis, Kenny Rogers. But who are some of the artists since then, as you've grown up, Ben, that you uh, right now are really admiring and enjoying uh, listening to? Um,
2: it's a lot of the local people around me, you know, and I see how before I was kind of, I wasn't immersed in this. I played a ton of music. It was mostly in my basement or with my band, but we didn't play really shows and get out and meet the community like this was my I've been to the CMAOs and the CCMAs once so mm-hmm. I don't know I really see how hard all the individual artists are working and they're writing great stuff and and it's, it's going not unappreciated but just it's undervalued and it's it's doesn't have a big enough market right so you see someone mm-hmm. like Leah Daniels who lives down the street from me is an incredible writer she's like right just insane performer and she's got some great songs. And uh, I don't know, it's just it's just tough for, for artists like her who are doing it completely on their own.
1: She is amazing, and she's a great videos out, great song. She's won awards at the CMAOs, and uh, terrific artist, definitely. And uh, You're right, there is so much of that talent that just needs to get to the next level through whatever opportunities those are and timing. But the CMAOs do such a great job, and we will talk about that uh, here for a few moments. Ben, uh, of course, with their award shows and stuff they do throughout the year to help their members get uh, knowledgeable about the business and get their music out there. And that, uh, how much do you appreciate having uh, the country music association of Ontario uh, working on your behalf?
2: It's, it's been huge. It's
1: probably been the biggest
2: benefit, um, for like releasing my original music. I, I would really have no idea how to get it places or who to take it to, but, you know, having an organization like that, they've, uh, like we've had showcases there, they pretty much gave us a spot on the CMT Fest, which was our biggest show by far. <laughs> I don't know, it's it's incredible, and they got the the kick it with Kissel competition right now, and that's right. You know, and there's so many people. I've checked out a lot of the entries, and there's so many talented people that you know. I don't, if I don't win one, or I think they had uh, Lucknow Music in the fields that uh, Sasha won. Like, if if I don't Mm -hmm. win any of these things, I'll enter them all. And if I don't win, I know it's gone to someone who's working just as hard and, like, extremely talented. And so, yeah, having the CMAOs has been life-changing for sure.
1: They do so much good. And, of course, their next award show coming up, in June of next year in London, Ontario. So it's to change from uh, Markham. Uh, so that'll be very cool at Centennial Hall in London. Let's turn to uh, another one of your songs from your self titled EP, Ben. And this one is called Dirt Road to Heaven. I also heard you play this live at Adelaide Hall not too long ago. Tell me about the uh, inspiration behind this one. Yeah, a lot of people ask me about this one. It actually it
2: wasn't a, uh, something that happened to me personally, but it happened, uh, it's kind of, a family, another family member. It's a story they told me, and uh, that's all I can really say about it. It is very personal for them, and and uh, I don't know. I just it stuck with me. They told me probably close to 15 years ago now, and it's just they they just lost a friend, and it was just such a life changing and such an impact on them that I was just kind of remembered it. For this long, and mm-hmm. I just wrote a song about it. So.
1: <laughs> Let's hear that song now. It is a very moving and uh, powerful song. This is called Dirt Road to Heaven from my guest Ben Hudson on In the Country. Mm-hmm.
0: to seen your truck Upside down and all bent up Live fast and die young On the license plate No, it's not like you to take it slow But you only had three miles to go Mama cried as she put away your dinner plate Brother, I'm going through hell But it helps to tell myself you took that dirt road to heaven Smashed through those pearly gates Got a little mud on the choir of angels As you sang George Strait This is where the cowboy rides away took that dirt road to heaven yesterday used to hear coming home miles down the road acdc on the radio now the silence hangs like a that's ready to blow On oh, poor old yeller's been out all night Won't eat, won't sleep, won't come inside Still waiting on you to turn into the drive Brother, he lights up when he hears your name And turns one last time towards a beaten path down the lane Smashed through those pearly gates Got a little mud on the choir of angels As you sang Joe Strait This is where the cowboy rides away You took that dirt road to heaven Yesterday Brother, how am I to find Heaven, smash through those pearly gates, got a little mud on a choir of angels as you sang your Street and this is where the cowboy rides away. You took that dirt road to heaven, you took that dirt road to heaven, smash through those. Sang George Tree This is where the cowboy rides away you took that dirt road to heaven yesterday
1: And that is Ontario's own Ben Hudson. The song is Dirt Road to Heaven and a great song. Uh songs like that are just you know, they showcase what country music really is all about. Uh, at least a big part of it is the storytelling side.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I don't know how to uh, like uh, get better and improve on my storytelling. It's it's just uh, while writing some songs like that one, some of them just it, they just work out. But I've written other songs that are even more personal to me, and then I just. You sit back and it's like, oh, this will never be a song you could put on a, a release or, like, it definitely won't make a song, like, on the radio, but.
1: In that case, because it's too personal?
2: Yeah, it's, it just ends up where it just, there's no, either, like, no chorus or it's just no structure to it where it's a right. nice Song and tribute, and I got the message across that I wanted to, and maybe it just didn 't end up as a song, but in that case, for that song, I thought it was it it flowed nicely, it had a nice structure and build up or whatever and
1: yeah, I was very proud of that song after I wrote it, so we we decided to go ahead with that one. Such it's such a big part of songwriting. It's as you mentioned there. There's the inspiration, which is the idea. So it's the emotion, all that kind of stuff. But it still has to be crafted. That's where the the songwriting part comes in. So it's a combination of uh, feelings and truth. But still, it has to be verse, chorus, verse, and so forth. It has to have some <laughs> kind of structure. Totally, yeah. For me, a lot of the
2: time, my songwriting. uh I played a lot of chess when I was a, a kid. <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, I kind of approach songwriting as a, a chess game. A lot of pieces and everything's got to fit fit perfectly. And um, okay. a lot of the times also I write it backwards. <laughs> like I'll say, I'll end up with the point, um, the chorus or whatever. And then I'll work back from there. Like what's a good um, like verse or, or whatever or <laughs> intro but yeah usually i start with the chorus or say dirt road to heaven obviously they pass away and then you want to tell a story properly from back there but you can't really can't really start at the i don't know i just have a hard time writing things you know like uh from left to right it's more right to left which might be because i'm left-handed i always i don't know i do things backwards (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, but logically that makes sense Because uh, Well if you're starting with the title or the chorus Then you know where you're going So if it's Dirt Road to Heaven That tells you what it's going to be about And where you've got to end up um, And same with Johnny and June So you're getting your theme Or if you're starting at the very end At least you know where you're going um, So I totally get that method I mean there's so many different ways of writing a song But that makes sense And also the chest thing The fact that you're thinking it out Because if you didn't put too much thought into a song Your first verse could just, your second verse could just be a rewrite of your first if you weren't really, you know, and now you're just getting very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was reading that, uh,
2: ran into Ralph Murphy at the CCMAs. I went to the uh, round table right. there this session, and that was just, he, he had like one point there that just stuck with me. It blew my mind. He's like, if you can't think of a second verse, make your first verse the second verse and then work backwards <laughs> from that. And that that helped me a lot, actually, for a lot of songs that I just kind of got stuck on and put on the shelf. Now I've revisited them and said, okay, how can we kind of work backwards from here and maybe tell a little more, give a little more story about what happened before the first verse.
1: Yeah, that's a great technique. So so much of songwriting is just that mental uh, perspective, I guess. So that's a way of getting you to a different perspective of the song and moving things around. I love that. Ben, I want to thank you so much for being here. It's been great to uh, chat finally on the show and to play some songs from your self-titled EP. And I look forward to uh, catching another one of your shows in the near future.
2: Thank you so much
1: for having me, Dave. I I hope we talk again soon. I look forward to it. Uh, You can check out my guest at benhudsonmusic.com. And of course, at iTunes and on YouTube. My guest has been country artist Ben Hudson. I'm Dave Woodson. That'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, uh-huh, in my dentist's office.